Is it time to forgive and forget? I have a different way of looking at it on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and uh, it's been an exciting week in the fact that uh, because of some generous donations uh, by listeners like you, um, we are working on expanding the studio and uh, getting some uh, some newer equipment and some better sound, and especially for the YouTube side of things. Uh, so thank you for your generosity if you're listening to this and, and you have given generously to to this podcast. It's very much appreciated and very encouraging to me to keep going and doing what we're doing. I also want to get a format where we can easily get other people in here on other microphones and do some interviews and some different things that way uh, in the next season. So I'm hoping to have that up and running by the beginning of season three on January 1st. So thank you again for that. I want to talk about something today that has been on my mind now for quite some time, and it's been kind of ruminating for a while because I just, I'm not a theologian and I, I want to make sure that what I'm talking about today is something that has really settled and has been given some time to sort of marinate, uh, so to speak. And I feel like at the very least, um, we can just begin a discussion about forgiveness. It's something that we've learned in Sunday school. And, uh, and yet I feel like it's quite possible that maybe we've gone about forgiveness all wrong. Just reading again through the Gospels um, and, and reading the teachings of Jesus himself, I kind of get the impression that maybe we're doing this all wrong. <laughs> maybe we don't still fully understand what forgiveness is. And we confused forgiving a debt with settling a debt. And so I want to explain and kind of give you some examples of what I'm talking about. Now, when we talk about debt, I think debt is the right word. Now, they're using this sort of analogously um, in, in Scripture, um, talking about money in relation to what is owed to us in offense and the things that we say to each other. Now, we understand debt when we have a mortgage or a car payment or, or those things where we borrow money uh, from somebody or, or some business, and we have to pay it back. It's a, it's a debt. That's what a debt is. And so let me just give you my parable, and then I will share with you Jesus's parable, and we'll see how they kind of compare. So let's say that uh, two buddies go to Subway for a $5 foot long sub Subway sandwich. Right now, all my children are like, oh, that sounds so good. So they get to the Subway, and, and one of the friends forgot his wallet and didn't bring his wallet. And the other man says, no problem. I will, I will borrow you $5 for your sandwich today. And the other guy's like, oh, that's great. I will be happy to pay you back down the road. Now the guy who had to borrow the money is in debt. He has a $5 debt to his friend. Now, 
what happens is over time is that the man who borrowed the money, of course, forgets to pay the other one back. And the one who is owed the $5 begins to become a little embittered and saying, I shouldn't have to remind him this. I was just being generous and he should remember to pay me back. And so begins the cycle of offense that has taken place in the fact that he borrowed somebody money, somebody some money and did not get this back. And so very often, even in relationships, you'll see where this parable is heading. Um, this man begins dropping some hints. And so he'll say, Hey, you know, let's hang out tomorrow, but I have to leave at five o'clock or they're sitting down to watch TV. And he said, Hey, I wonder what's on channel five and begins dropping some hints to maybe jog this man's memory. And so he's leaving and he says, hey, great hanging out with you. Give me five. <laughs> and of course, none of these things work. And, and, and so begins the, the stewing cycle where this man leaves and he said, how can he not know? And how can he not care? And, and all of a sudden the cycle begins and becomes more embittered and embroiled into this problem over this $5 and this debt that's owed him. And so finally, he decides, let's go back to Subway. And so they go back to Subway. And of course, that jogs his memory. Finally, he remembers and says, oh, I owed you $5 and I forgot to pay you. So he says, I'm really sorry. I apologize. I forgot. Here is your $5. And the other man says, oh, no problem. I forgive you. And this is how we often handle conflict. But what I'm trying to convey to you is that when he handed him the $5, he didn't forgive the debt. He settled the debt. He waited until he was paid back, at which point he forgave him. That's not forgiven. That's not forgiveness. Forgiving a debt means to cancel completely what is owed to you. When something is owed to us, when we are in a conflict and somebody says something to us that's hurtful or painful, we feel like something is owed to us. There is a debt, something is taken from me and now you owe me. And what you owe me is an apology. <laughs> How often have we said that? You owe me an apology. <laughs> and so we oftentimes will resolve the conflict by going before the other person and say, hey, I shouldn't have said that. I'm really sorry. Will you forgive me? And the other person says, yes, of course, I forgive you. Well, my friends, in my mind, that is settling the debt, not forgiving the debt. And Jesus is very clear when you read scripture that forgiveness is separate from repentance. Let me say that again. Jesus is clear that forgiveness is separate from repentance. Repentance is not the requirement. I'm sorry. Repentance is the requirement of an offender and forgiveness is the requirement of the offended, but they are independent from one another. They are independent from one another. So let me say this. 
Offense is not the requirement of repentance. And repentance is not the requirement of forgiveness. So let me say those again. Offense is not the requirement of repentance. How often do we do this in a marriage or in other relationships where it's like, well, I can clearly see that I offended you. So because of that, I'm sorry. (laughs) And we see that because the person is offended, well, then I should be sorry. Well, actually, that's not true. Repentance is a matter of the heart where we see the offense or we understand the hurt that we conveyed and and we go either to the Father or to the person to bring repentance. And similarly, repentance is not the requirement of forgiveness, meaning that I will forgive you once I see that you are repentant. I know this is hard to hear, but we need to kind of boil down scripture to really what it is saying and not uh, manufacture it into something that has become sort of this cultural thing that we do to try to make things quote unquote right. So on that note, let me move away from my parable about the Subway sandwich and let me move to Jesus's parable, which is much harder hitting And much more straight to the point. So this is what Jesus says. And it happens after Peter comes to him. And don't you wonder what was going on in Peter's life that made him ask this question? You have to to wonder uh, maybe some things that he was uh, living in real time. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied but 70 times seven. Now, of course, we can do that math in our head, but I think Jesus's point was that we don't count. We don't keep track. We simply forgive. So then Jesus goes on with his story. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him, and he forgave his debt. Forgave it didn't mean that he postponed it. It didn't mean that he gave him more time to pay it. It means that he released him from it. It was forgiven completely. The man left the king owing him nothing. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I, I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor, creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. And they went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. And I know this last verse is hard to hear, but this is important. We need to lean into this because this is scripture. 
It says, that's what my heavenly father will do to you. If you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. You know, Jesus came and he flipped everything on its head. (laughs) He was interested in the heart. Circumcision of the heart. And, and there was no greater example of this than in the realm of forgiveness. And so clearly the story um, reflects what heaven has done for us because our debt is beyond measure. Our, our debt is nothing that could ever be paid in our lifetime or by service or anything that we can do. And yet the Father, through his Son, forgave us our debt, meaning that we actually owe him nothing. Our sins are removed and forgiven. And, and, and it's exactly the position that he requires us to pivot towards the world and toward our fellow brothers and sisters to have the same heart that the Father gave to us. Nothing in here was dependent on repentance or feeling sorry or feeling bad or, or, or any of those things. It has to do with the heart and the spirit of repentance. Ephesians 4.31 Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Those, those little two words, just as, speaks volumes because it's what is expected of us as we position ourselves towards each other and implement a culture of forgiveness. A culture, as hard as it is to hear, where we are owed nothing. We, we read it all the time in the, Father, in, the, in the Lord's Prayer. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Huh. Two words that speak volume. As we. As we. Father, forgive our debts, the millions of dollars that are there, as we also not hope to or aspire to, but already have forgiven our debtors. (laughs) Whoa, this is powerful. And maybe we just haven't thought about it quite right. Matthew 6, 14, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. My friends, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here on this podcast, but we need to get serious about this. The way that we actually position, the way that we um, receive and shake off offense. Because as offense sits there, so does so does the debt that we feel like we are owed. And it can't be any clearer. 
For if, if you forgive other people, your father will also forgive you. The clause actually has our action first. If you do not forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. My friends, please hear me if you hear nothing else on this podcast. If we have to try to settle our debt with God, we are in big trouble. (laughs) Big trouble. We need to get a picture for what it means to forgive. You know, the word offense is actually the word scandalizo. It's the word we get scandalized from. And it's actually the actual interpretation of the word is a a box and stick trap. You know, like you prop a box up on a stick and you have a little string tied to the stick and an animal runs under the box and you pull the stick and the box goes down on top of you. That's the word scandalizo. It means offense. And, and the one who is offended gets trapped. And isn't that the way that we feel? Isn't that the way that that guy felt at the, from the Subway sandwich story? <laughs> he felt trapped like, like he's owed something and, and it starts to, 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 to wear on him and, and he starts to feel it. And, and that's what offense does. And so we need to be so quick to forgive. And we can't sit there with our arms crossed and say, well, I will forgive once they're sorry. How often do we do that in a marriage relationship or in a friendship relationship or in a family relationship where we say, well, hey, what's the matter? Well, if they don't know, I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> and we hold on to that offense until the debt is settled. And we do that all the time. And my friends, I believe it's actually countercultural to what the gospel teaches us. What does the gospel teach us about our sins? In the Father's eyes. It says it's as far as the east is from the west. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. Hebrews 10.17 Their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. Whoa. How often do we say, well, I'll forgive you, but I'm never going to (laughs) forget. Well, then I have two words for you. Just as. Just as we choose to forgive and forget is what the Father will choose to do. It's hard to hear, and I know, and I'm sorry to to tell you this, but we have to adopt the actual position and attitude of Christ himself. And he actually gave the ultimate example when hanging on the cross. When he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In all of human history, in the history of the world, it was the most beautiful act. When the all-powerful, all-knowing creator God is hanging on a cross. And those that tortured him and humiliated him and spat on him and mocked him are standing before him. He cancels their debt. He didn't wait until they were sorry. He didn't have the earthquake appear so that they would be shaken out of their slumber and realize the error of their ways and repent. Nope. He forgave them. He forgave them. So my friends, this is where we sit. We sit and and we can all pull out a piece of paper and start tabulating what people owe us. 
we can pull out one of those little bank ledgers and start writing in some numbers of the ways that people have offended us and what we're holding on and we're we're waiting for them to settle the debt so that we can go on with life. <laughs> well, it's not dependent on them being repentant. It's dependent on you operating in a spirit of forgiveness. And it's easy in my parable when it's $5 to say, you know what? Ah, it's five bucks. No big deal. I just forgive him of the debt. I won't even mention it again. But what about $5 million? What about if someone in your life stole everything from you? Stole your innocence. When you think about the most painful thing human beings can do. What are we supposed to do about that? Are you asking me, Dr. Johnny, to forgive and forget? And my answer is, I'm not asking you. Jesus is. Jesus paid it all. He demonstrated it. Everything. Everything was taken from him. Everything was taken from him. And he forgave. Forgave it all. And that's what I'm asking. I'm asking it of myself today. I've had opportunity this week to forgive. I've had opportunity to repent <laughs> this week. And both are painful. But both are beautiful. Because it's about restoration and life in the kingdom. And I'm so grateful that I'm connected to the vine. The vine that brings forgiveness true forgiveness and demonstrates it to us all. So I'm asking you to forgive the debt, all of it, as if they owe you nothing. I'm asking you to release the bitterness, the pain. So many studies have shown the connection between unforgiveness and disease and sickness. If you have that in your body, it's quite possible that there's unforgiveness there. And so I'm asking even at the sound of my voice, say, I forgive them. I forgive them. I forgive them all. I forgive them the debt. It actually releases you out of the box. <laughs> you actually get released. Now, I'm not sure exactly how to manage this in parenting, because how often have we done this in parenting? Where two kids are in a fight, and, and we say, you turn to Billy and tell him you're sorry. <laughs> sorry. And then you turn to the other one. What do you say? I forgive you. And we broker this on both sides. But I would submit that maybe what we should do, parents, is actually go to the offended first and have them forgive in their hearts. And then after to the offender and have them repent. Because isn't that the exercise that we should be teaching our children is quick forgiveness, irregardless of whether they're even sorry or not, but releasing them from their debt, an attitude and a spirit of forgiveness. It was the most powerful act as Christ, and I believe it's the most powerful act as a Christian, a follower of Christ. I believe that this podcast was for several people who are listening. And this is your invitation to just hold out your hands and say, Father, I forgive them. I forgive them. 
for the things that we've offended even heaven. Father, forgive us as we forgive our debtors. This is just a new way of thinking about it. And I want to hear your opinion and your feedback. Pushbackculture.org. Would you please, if you were one of those people that were able to forgive because of this podcast, would you just write me a quick note? I'm not going to share that or share your name. But I would be so pleased to know that there was advancement in the kingdom. It is my pleasure to share my heart on this topic and so many other topics. And so until next week, let's go together now to set and shape the culture. Music